this is not the podcast to be listening to in the car with your kids. Um, it's definitely not PG. Maybe a conservative grandmother or mother wouldn't exactly appreciate the language because I cuss a lot. Sorry, not sorry. But I do hope this brings you a little LOL moment, makes you think, honey, roller coaster of emotions. Hold on to your nipples. We're about to enter 30 Paws. <laughs> to discuss today. I'm beautiful, damn it. We'll get into that. But first, I want to discuss a few things regarding current events. And not as in current events like world events. I'm talking like um, pop news, pop culture news. I don't know what you would call it. Two things I wanted to discuss. Lil Nas X's video and his tweet clapbacks have been probably like a highlight of my LOL internet funnies week. I had so many cackling moments and I really, really needed that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, holler at me. I will send you all of the tweets that BuzzFeed, uh, it's a BuzzFeed article, I'm pretty sure, but BuzzFeed gathered all of his tweet clapbacks and it's amazing. So... Um, we're here for you, Lil Nas X. You do your thing, boo. I mean, not everybody has to get it, but you're doing it, okay? And I live, I live for people who really are just living for themselves and nobody else. So, we love you. Another thing, today, not when you guys are gonna listen to this, but today, Demi Lovato's album comes out, and if you really know me, you know I am a true Lovatic. So, when Camp Rock came out. I was in college. So, honey, your girl was past that. So, she wasn't um a fan of Demi's because of the Disney stuff. She started to become a fan of Disney because or Demi, excuse me, because I remember I was in New York. It was like 2010 or 2011 or something like that. And I was in the car with my friend Brendan and I was like, "Who is singing?" He goes, "Oh, it's Demi Lovato." And I was like, "Who's that?" So he told me about this, she's a Disney girl, blah, blah, And I was like, yeah, but she can sing. Like, this is the one that can sing. So any hoots, I've been a Lovatic ever since. And um, her new album's coming out. And honey, that documentary, uh, raw, real, you give it to a straight Demi, like a shot, no chaser. I loved it. So shout out to those two peeps that were just really giving me full truths in all the life on the internet this week, let me tell you. So we're going to hop right into episode two, and I'm calling this one, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, damn it. I just really love that song. It's like an old 90s dance song. I don't even know who sings it. Maybe I'll Google it. I, I don't know, but at any rate, it's a great song, and... I think it's amazing because I truly believe it. So, I'm beautiful, damn it. Welcome to episode two. So, this one is really about health, wellness, and vanity. And 
Everybody's on their health and wellness journey. Everybody uses the word journey. Everybody's using uh, the phrase live your truth. Everybody has a healer. Everybody owns crystals. And now everybody's into astrology. Girl, I get it. Like, I get it. Be into it. I'm into it a little bit. But I've been into it for a while, so... I think it's kind of cool that it's actually going commercial a bit um, because we all have our own health and wellness journey. It doesn't matter what size you are, how old you are, uh, your race, anything. Everybody has a story. So I'm going to tell you my story. A little bit of history about me and my health and wellness journey. I just feel like I need to have that narrator voice when I say it because it's just so overdone. That I'm mocking it a bit, but I'm actually going to tell you a true story. So, anywho, let me get right into it. I have been on a quote-unquote diet since I was about 11 years old. No joke. Um, the moment I figured out that my peers and my friends were wearing a size smaller than I was the moment I was like, oh my god, I'm fat and I'm different. Um, it's, just, it's just how it was. We did not have plus-size models um, or should I say just normal size, um, models, um, growing up, it was the late, it was the nineties that did not exist. Cindy Crawford exists, Naomi Campbell exists, and that was just the cream de la creme of bodies and beauty and everything. So that's really how this all got started is when I was just, you know, 11 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so much bigger than my peers and my friends and um, I have a belly and, um, you know, my people started making fun of me for it and I think I internalized a lot of that and I just thought, well, if I turn around and say something funny about them or if I turn around and just say something funny, then we're not going to all fixate on the fact that he just or that boy or that girl just made fun of me about being fat to my face. So that was one thing. And then I have a little story for you. When I was 15, um, I was in heavily into competitive cheerleading. And my squad and I were at like a state competition or something because I remember we were in a hotel. So when I was 15, I remember... Um, us getting our uniforms like last minute and um, they were all passing them out our coach was and sizing us and blah say blah well after I got my uniform fitted or what have you um, I went to the doctor with my mom and I was just like yes here this is me doing my physical but how do I lose weight I was just like I need to lose weight you know he gave me like a like a food menu or what have you and I started just eating off that and packing my lunches and things like that so I definitely was never able to eat normally or quote-unquote whatever that means for you but I was never able to eat like the pizza sub and tater tots for lunch right like I was always like this is my salad and this is my half of my sandwich and my apple is dessert um so I was like that all the time so at 15 I started doing that, and by the time we went to this competition, by the time we got these uniforms, it was like, I remember putting mine on, and it was really big on me, and it didn't fit. So from my peers and from the other cheerleaders, everybody was like, wow, Heather, great job. Like, what did you do? Like, good for you. And I was on this total high, right, because I received 
validation from everybody, which is so funny to me now as an adult because I could really give two poops about what people think about me, say about me. I mean, truly, truly, that took a really long time to get there, but at 15, you want your peers' validation. So I remember there, my coach was saying, well, go get your mom because I want her opinion on this too. Um, you know, it's your cheerleading skirt, your uniform, what's tasteful, what's not, whatever. So I remember I had to go into the elevator and get my mom. So she was up, up a couple floors or what have you, and I get into this elevator with two grown women, adult women, and they started asking me, like, oh, we see a bunch of children. You guys, you know, what are you doing here, blah, blah, blah. So I tell her the story that, you know, we're from Northwest Ohio. We're here for a state competition, blah, 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 whatever. And they really nice and really nice exchange or so I thought. And I am leaving the elevator. And you know how the doors close rather slowly with elevators. And as the door is slowly closing, I hear one of the adult women say, wow, I can't believe she's on the squad. I didn't know they let fat girls on the cheerleading squad. And I mean, it just completely um, depleted me. It, I mean, it really just like from a total stranger, you know, and you're so vulnerable at that age anyways, developmentally, but then at the same time as a young girl who is struggling, it was just awful feeling, but I didn't say anything to anybody about it because I was embarrassed, A, and B, I didn't know how to handle my feelings, so I just internalized it. And so that was really one of those, you know, I guess moments in my life where I'm like, I'm never going to be enough. I'm, I'm always going to be chubby. I'm always, I'm always going to have a belly or whatever, you know? And I, and I share that story because I'm sure there are tons of other people who can relate. Um, but at the same time, it was just a moment in my life that really stuck out and I just thought man how do you go from being validated by your peers to being completely um crushed by a total stranger an adult I wish my adult self uh could have been there and told my 15 to 15 year old self what to say at that time like listen here you dirty little see you next Tuesday um, but, and you know, that I share that story because it kind of gives you a little background and history of like, honey, when I say the, it's been a struggle, it's been a struggle my whole life, my, pretty much my whole life. So it's a roller coaster of emotions. You have really great moments where you feel amazing about yourself and then not so great moments. And I think both men and women can relate to that. It doesn't matter really who you are. You One minute you're like, man, I look really good. And the next minute you're like, oh my God, wheelbarrow me out of here because I am just humongous. You know, we always have those moments. So I have had a lot of these in, these instances of just, you know, being bullied, um, having you know, people call me names, never being good enough, um, all throughout middle school and high school. So you can kind of see why I was like, mm, I want to leave here and never come back. 
<laughs> so that kind of gives you a little insight. And, you know, it, it, you start internalizing that because you don't know how to handle it. And then that internalizing, you start to do other things uh, to, you know, make yourself feel better or what have you. So you kind of just, it, you know, I it's for, for me, it's been experiencing of just waves of depression in regards to, um, you know, not only other things, but with my health, wellness, and levels of vanity and acceptance and things like that. So I think people use the word um, depressed a lot because they don't know how to, they don't know the language um, on what they're experiencing. And for me personally, I don't, I'm not a depressed person. Um, but I experience waves of depression. Um, good, you know, those are not my best qualities or that's when I'm not my best self, but I think that's very normal. And I think that there's ways that when you're, you aren't, when you, when you are not mentally able, um, there's no way I don't think you're physically able. And let me kind of expand on that. You have to, it, and I, I know you've heard this before. We've all heard this before, right? Like, it's not about the physical, it's the mindset. It's mind over matter and blah, blah, blah. But I'm here to tell y'all, through my experience, it is. And when I'm no longer in that, like, dark space or experiencing that wave of depression, I am able to think clear more clearly and I am uh, more practically and able to just love myself more. And so... I really decided, again, with my year of consistency, I told myself, you know, not only am I going to be consistent with my dreams and um, goals, but I'm also going to be consistent with my health and wellness because, honey, health is wealth. And let me tell you, after 30, that shit hits you square in the nose. It gives you two black eyes, pow, pow, you know. Um, I've experienced an immense amount of weight gain since turning 30, um, adult acne, um, you know, waves of not only depression, but just like different waves of experiencing, you know, highs, big highs and big lows. I think that's my biggest, <laughs> I think that's my biggest like takeaway with 30. I was like, that's why I always say like, oh, let's join the emotional roller coaster because it's really been some really big highs and some really big lows. And especially for my health, wellness, and all of that. It's the after 30. I don't know what happened. Ladies, what happened? My period's different. Um, adult acne came. I didn't have one effing zit on my face all through puberty. It's like God was like, listen, I'm going to make you chubby. But you're going to have pretty decent skin up until you're 30 and you're always going to have great hair. I think that's what God was just like. He's just like molding me, put me in this little like clay, sticking me down Tracy's womb. And he was like, she's going to, she's going to be going through some things, but I'm going to give her great hair. Oof! thank God. Thank God for the hair, honey. <laughs> but I have definitely, I definitely have noticed a lot of changes and I've spoken about this 
multiple times on my social media stories and that's really kind of how 30 Paws, if you look at my highlights on my Instagram page, that's really kind of how 30 Paws came about was like me being like, whoa, what's going on with my body? Why did I just get my period again after two weeks of not getting my period and then getting it again two weeks later? And um, why am I just like sweating right now? Like I'm, I'm a sweater. I'm way more of a sweater now than I ever was in my life. Um, just all the physical things that your body endures after 30. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do once I hit 40 and 50 because my mom's like, oh, you just wait. I'm like, well, fuck. So I don't know if those things are kind of looking up, but I know that there are things that I can do that can prevent um, such a, a tough time. And so my health and wellness in my consistency with my health and wellness was just a major non-negotiable for me this year. So I have yo-yo dieted and I have, you know, been at my absolute thinnest. I would love to look like my 26, 27, 28 year old self because honey, that was my freaking prime. Now, if I took my 26, 27 and 28 year old body and my 34 year old brain and heart I think that is uh Heather's physical mental emotional peak truly spiritual too I mean honey but that's that's not how life works right so when I was when I was wanting to really take this health and wellness position differently I, I I took it in a way that I'm like I cannot go back to being like strict Nazi like with this diet that I had before in the past um when I was like 25 I was in a I was at the tail end of just like a really um toxic relationship and I thought to myself I didn't know how to get out and so I thought that I was stuck which that's never really the case. Um, but I thought I was stuck and I didn't know what to do. And I thought, God, this relationship is so out of control and I don't like being in it anymore. And I don't know how to control those feelings, but I know how I'm going to control my diet and how much I exercise. And that's exactly what I did, which is uh, like not healthy, <laughs> not healthy at all. You can't, you know, fix one problem with another um, or, you know, it was really just putting a bandaid over the real issues, you know, but that was the one thing I could control. I could control what goes in my mouth and I can control, wow, that sounded kind of crazy. Let's rewind. I can control what food I am putting in my mouth and I can control, you know, getting a good exercise regimen. So at that time I lost like 60 pounds quickly very quickly. So once I started losing the weight, the relationship got even worse because jealousy took place. Um, insecurities took place. And so when that relationship finally ended, honey, she was single, her absolute thinnest. And she was just like, bitch, I'm ready to hit the town. And I did. <laughs> Y'all, I did. No shame. And my game, honey. 
And, you know, I didn't know what it was like being this weight and getting that kind of attention because I was in a relationship. I was a loyal girlfriend. So I didn't know what that was. And that was quite the experience, to say the least. Um, but, you know, that's for another episode. So, anywho, it's that I did that. And then or I would say probably around, like, you know, 29, 30, I just slowly started to gain weight. And, my my again, my skin started to break out. And um, I was going through a lot too with just career wise I was really starting to feel lost in a lot of ways um and I wasn't focusing on my why or my big picture so that was that experience then come 30 I just the I just started gaining more weight each year it'd be 10 pounds and the next year it'd be another 10 15 pounds and so forth so you know, by the time I decided to move and then be here back in Indiana, I was at my emergency weight. Thank you, Heather McMahon, for that um, for that phrase because it was an emergency, honey. It was an emergency. I'm like, this is, I'm just uncomfortable. I don't even, I mean, at this point, the scale, it's frightening. But at this moment, I am genuinely uncomfortable comfortable and I have to do something so with all that history and going back and forth with yo-yoing um I even let me take that back before I moved I did like this six-week challenge this is going back to not finding balance in your health and wellness journey which I'm I'm thank god I'm feel like I'm I found that now I'm not finished with it but I have a better grip with it um but I'd say not even a year before I left Tampa and moved um I there was a gym that was opening up in my neighborhood and I was like oh it's perfect I can walk to the gym then I'm gonna work out and then we had this whole meal plan and it was you lose 25 pounds in six weeks or what is it like six percent body fat and you can win your five hundred dollars back so I was like, oh, if one thing is a motivator for me, ladies and gentlemen, it's money. <laughs> and I have no shame in that. A true Capricorn right here, okay? So um, I was going balls to the wall. I wasn't drinking. I was literally eating. This was a diet that said no fruit. Now, anybody that's like puts you on a diet or if a trainer says, no, you can't eat fruit, tell them to kindly fuck off, Okay. So, this was a diet as if I was, like, getting ready for a – I was eating as if I was getting ready for a fitness competition. I have no desire to ever enter a fitness competition. No, thank you. I don't want to eat unseasoned chicken and broccoli. But here I was eating unseasoned chicken and broccoli. Now, you seasoned it with, like, Mrs. Dash, no salt and – Oh my gosh, but I was the queen of like putting mustard on everything because I was like, shit, I want fucking flavor, people. It was just awful. So at any rate, I busted my ass. I mean, I would walk after my workouts, which were an hour long circuit training. I would then walk at night 
on my off days, like I was so determined in that six weeks, I lost 18 pounds and 3.5% body fat. So I did not get my money. I think gyms like that that do that are just plain evil. So needless to say, that type of dieting, um, the all or nothing method, the working out like like a freaking Nazi, it was just not balanced. It wasn't balanced. It didn't work. I gained the weight back and then some. I was going through a lot of life changes. I made the decision to move and I was just in a place where I'm like, I cannot be so psycho about my diet right now because my life is going topsy-turvy and I'm really going through it. So that was my that was my out for me. Um, so I really didn't focus on my health and wellness after that um, until I moved, until this uh, past year, 2021. So let me just give you, we've had the deep talk, right? We have the deep talk already about me being a fat kid, being made fun of made fun of by my peers, uh, by adults, um, you know, putting me in the box and calling me names and whatnot. Not in the literal box, but you understand what I'm saying. So that was the deep talk. Now let me just give you a humble brag real quick. Your girl is down 16 pounds since February 1st. So that is officially like eight weeks, I think. So two pounds a week and doing it healthily. Um, I've had my cheat days. I've had days where I definitely overate or I had that extra glass of wine. And one day, maybe because I'm, I can't talk enough good things about this Noom app, but maybe one day Noom's like, hey girl, let's put you in a commercial. And I say, sign me up, Johnny. Um, yeah, but that's what, that's what I'm doing right now is I am doing Noom and, um, it's fan freaking tastic. If you are even just thinking about doing it, they give you a two week free trial. It's like after that, it's like 40 or $45 a month. It's so worth it. We all know that if we're actively, you know, working and, um, you know, we have a roof over our head. We probably spend $45 a month on complete nonsense. So I was like, this is definitely worth it for me. And I read articles every single day. It's a part of the, um, it's a part of the app. It's, you know, you go through, it's almost like, think of it like a, a, a board game and you go from one level to the next and I am, they, you know, they give you exercises and they give you little quizzes and games and things. But not only that, are you just really soaking up this knowledge like a little sponge, but then you're applying it and then you're also sharing with your group. And for me, it's great because I don't know any of these men and women who are in this group. Everybody's from all over the world, and it's just great. 
because I feel like I can actually talk to somebody or a group of people. And if I don't feel like talking to the group, I can talk to a one-on-one coach that um, her and I email back and forth. So I can't hype up Noom enough. It has given me the language and the ways to actually find true balance. Again, I am not a master at this point, but I am really getting a great, great sense of what it just all means to balance. And I think that's what everybody wants, right? We all want balance. We all want to have um, our career and our family and our friends and our fun and our recreation and our health and our personal growth and our romantic slash, you know, significant other. Like, we all want it all to be balanced and nothing's ever going to be perfectly balanced all the time. Or maybe there are moments that they are and that's really fantastic and just kind of relish and sit back in that moment but there's always room to improve and that's what it is for me is it's given me a better sense of mental balance which is obviously showing now through my physical balance not only am I am on this new map and I find it so fantastic and I can't even say it enough I'm also doing orange theory three to four times a week it just depends Saturday classes get really filled up, so most of the time I can get in a Saturday class, but um, sometimes I can't. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, 6.15, your girl is there, and it's putting in the work on a whole new level. I had a trainer probably like eight years ago, and he told me one time, Heather, your one hour here is only 6% of your day. And I thought, well, I can give 6%. I can do that. So I absolutely love um, the, the coaching at Orange Theory. It works for me. I am not a treadmill girl. I have way too many foot injuries. And uh, back in February when we had that little blizzard up here in the northeast, um, your girl fell on the ice and she bit it hard and my knee has never been the same since. So needless to say, I'm a walking, talking injury. I'm always accident prone. That's just who I am. Live with it. I've lived with it. It's just what it is. But I, I found, I think I've, you know, I've really found the balance. So that's my humble brag and my history of it all. I mean, the history, the roller coaster of emotions, the depression, where you're at mentally versus physically and and, you know, the humble brag of me losing 16 pounds. Ayo. Um, you know, she's got more to go. But, I mean, damn, I'm pretty proud of myself. That's that's pretty great. And then, yeah, I my mindfulness of just this whole consistency of health and wellness and knowing that I don't, at the end of the day, like, I want the scale to go down. But I just want to feel strong. You know what I mean? I want to feel strong. I want to feel healthy. I don't want to feel bloated. I want to have energy. I want to, you know, be able to walk up the basement stairs and walk up the upstairs without feeling like completely winded. I want to be able to just be a physically active person. I think we take 
so much for granted, especially our health. And when you are in good health, it's, I like, I, like I said, I just think that we really take it for granted. So I don't want to take that for granted ever. And I can change things that I don't like. And I know I have that control. Um, and it's, and it's doing it in a more healthier way. I eat fruit. If I want chocolate, I'm going to eat some chocolate. If I want a burger, I'm going to eat a freaking burger. Like it's, it's really freaking great. I would compare it to Weight Watchers, but Weight Watchers doesn't add the, um, for a lack of better words, like the vocabulary and the homework that you have to do with it. And that mental part of it all is so important because you can't mentally not be able want to want to do it and make the change unless you're just ready to surrender. And I was just at that point where I was just like, honey, the changes are coming and, and it's got to happen through consistency. And so that that's my story. I'm sticking to it, you guys. My experience lately in regards to just overall health is I found a really fantastic doctor. She's amazing. If you live in the Fort Wayne area, you, you need a general physician, go to Dr. Elizabeth Hollingsworth. Shout out to Dr. Hollingsworth. You're amazed. We love you. Um, 100% had just a fantastic first visit with her she actually listened to me I what I was saying was actually being heard and that's a first for me I have gone to doctors and I was like oh yeah it's covered in my insurance so I'll just like go here and like whatever mm, that's different in 30 paws y'all it's just it's just different I'm like oh you're just completely I've had I mean I've went to a few where they just were very dismissive. And I was just like, mm -mm, no, you can't get no more of my insurance money. Gotta go, bye. You know? Um, it's just different. I really think it is different. And I don't know if it really has to do with your 30s or it just has to do with um, different realizations. But my physician and I are thick as thieves. And um, she knows everything, honey. So, shout out to Dr. Hollingsworth. That's a great... It, that, that's why I'm such a huge proponent with universal healthcare. It's like, I walked out of that doctor's office and I was like, everyone deserves this. Everyone. Everyone deserves this treatment. Everyone deserves to be heard. Everyone deserves to have a really um, great experience with their physician. Not everybody can do that. And I think that's so fucked up. But anyways, that's a soapbox. I won't get on that too much. I just wanted to tell you guys about that health and wellness part. Now let's just, let's get to the vanity because March in March your girl had a little fun. She had a little Botox. She got her eyebrows microbladed. She got her hair done because I'm beautiful, damn it, and I want to keep it that way. You feel me? I, it's not even like physical stuff. Like I said, it's more mental, but the physical stuff is fun too. And I'm like, I've always wanted Botox. People on social media, especially Facebook, God, Facebook, it fucking kills me. 
but especially on Facebook, no, don't do Botox. Like, you guys really think I'm going to come out there looking like Kim Zolciak? Come now. No. It's a little baby Botox, okay? A little boop boop and a little beep beep. And we are back in business. I'm, uh, honey, all I want is just a little bit more symmetry and for my right eyebrow to not sag. Come on. Tracy got Botox, my mother. Tracy got a little Botox. My friends got some Botox, honey. We had a Botox party, all right? And we did the damn thing. Zero shame. Um, I do want to get a little bit of filler in my top lip just to even it out. But that's for me because that's my prerogative. I'm never going to hide any little um, cosmetic anything from any of my followers or any of my listeners because I don't give a fuck. If I want to get it, I'm going to get it. I don't judge people who wants to do a little beep and a little boop boop and a little tuck tuck and a little suck suck. Honey, you do you. I, it's your life, not mine. And it's, it's like, I'm not even like judging people who are I'm like, I'm going to get a tummy tuck. And I'm like, what tummy? Girl, if you want to get the tummy tuck and you got the coin, get you the tummy tuck. If you want to just work out consistently and not eat shit on Sundays, then do that too. Whatever. That's, that's on you. But all I'm saying is the level of vanity is not an unhealthy one. I think it's really quite the opposite. I think it's actually a healthy one. It's it's like, uh, I don't even want to look hot for anybody else. I want to look hot for me. Look hot for your fucking damn self. Okay? Not for him. Not for her. Not for society. Do it for your fucking self. And I wrote down in March, one of some of my goals, my, my daily like affirmations. Look hot. And stack money. And you know what? Your girl just did that. Okay? Alright. So, I'm going to leave y'all with that. Look hot. Do your thing. But do it for you. Don't do it for anyone else. Because at the end of the day, it's your body. Your decision. Honey, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Damn it. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope my story was stories, plural, I should say, were just something that you could um, laugh at and relate to and just understand and get a bit deeper grasp on what 30 Paws is. Um, I can't wait for next week's episode. I can't wait, y'all. Um, by the time you're going to listen to this, I'm already going to be back, but I'm leaving for Chicago tomorrow morning. And honey, she's ready. So I gotta go. I gotta listen to this new Demi album. I gotta pack. I love you guys so much. Have a good one. Until next time.